Boys, is there such thing as Christmas weather? Does it matter what weather you're in for you to enjoy Christmas? Uh, and I, I feel like the answer is yes and no. I feel like there is a type of weather that makes it feel more Christmassy. But I don't need that type of weather to enjoy Christmas. Okay. Christmas is like the, right, like the uh, coating of snow outside, you know, on the rooftops. You see like the Christmas lights and they're almost like illuminated a little bit more because they're behind a thin layer of snow on people's houses. Like that to me is Christmas weather. And if that happens, if I wake up and it looks like that outside, I'm like, wow, hey, big time Christmas. It's a big time Christmas. But do I need that to enjoy it? No, I don't need that to enjoy it. I love that you're like, I wake up and I say, wow, hey, Christmas. <laughs> wow. Hey, Christmas, we did it. <laughs> no, that's, a, that's an interesting question and an interesting answer because I, I tend to agree with you, Chris, that like, yeah, white Christmas is like, that's perfect Christmas weather, right? A little bit of snow, just enough to coat. That's perfect. But I, and I always wondered this, Didi, from your perspective, and I think that's why you're bringing this up. I don't think I've ever experienced Christmas not in true cold winter conditions, Northeast in December. I don't think I've ever been outside of that element. So even if it's not uh, snowing, like it's probably going to be a little cold and wet here in Pittsburgh this year, it'll still feel like Christmas because you've got to put on the sweater. And then when you get inside, it's a little toasty, but it's nice. The oven's been on all day. You got the fire going. I don't know if that translates as well when it's 80 degrees, 70 degrees. I know it's been a little colder in California, but in a different climate, I don't know if I could get the same feeling, but it's, I'm probably also, I just haven't experienced it yet. I don't know if I'll ever experience a warm weather Christmas. And I don't know if I get that same holly jolly feeling. I don't know. See, here's the thing, guys. I thought that same thing before, but it is better. Here's why it's better. Because it's cold, but it's not too cold. Going to a Christmas parade is fun because it's 50 degrees, not 20 degrees. No yeah. snowsuit. Going to do the light stuff is so much more fun. I'm finding all of this out the longer I'm here. And it's like, wow, like kids can go outside and like play with all their toys on Christmas. You know, if they wait till spring to break them out, stuff like that. So, you know, I, I think in everyone should experience not a white Christmas because guess what, guys, for all the people who talk about white Christmas, oh man, I just want to go over to the East Coast or I want to go somewhere, have a white Christmas. Guys, it doesn't really snow on Christmas. It snows in January. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's absolutely true. <laughs> like, Which is maybe really. why it feels more special because it actually doesn't happen all that yeah. much unless you live in like Maine or Vermont. Yeah. Like if you live up there, yeah, it's like, okay, that's cool. But like, and you just live somewhere in the Midwest or whatever, it's like, it's just, you know, might not even be that cold. It's probably gonna rain like 50 or something, but who knows? <laughs> but yeah, uh, I know I was just, I was just wondering, cause I didn't know if either of you had ever like done the Florida thing or went somewhere else for Christmas or something like that. Because like me living here now, it's like, I'm just, 
I'm used to it. And I, and I just enjoy doing more stuff outside where I hated doing all that stuff before. Like when I was a kid, I liked it, of course, but it's like thinking about going to a Christmas parade in Pittsburgh when I was 28, that was, <laughs> that was never happening. No. Yeah. I, uh, I've had two, like, I suppose you could call them tropical Christmases. Um, before we were even engaged, me and my wife, we went to, uh, Punta Cana for one of them, which was fun. Um, and then we were in Hawaii, uh, another time for Christmas. And like, I feel like it was different for me. It wasn't like I wasn't missing the cold weather, but I also wasn't like, this is what I'd rather have. It was just like different, you know, it's just different. And it's kind of cool to see in those places where it's warm, how they celebrate, how they decorate and all that. Cause it is totally different. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Bringing the outside, I guess thinking of it as like, Chris, yours was like a vacation. Didi, obviously it's where you live. You're talking about it, being able to do stuff outside, even Christmas day, it's kind of a game changer kind of be, I talk about like the fire and everything like that, do a fire pit outside, more room, more activities, more space, especially which we want right now, more than we have in previous years. I think you sold me. I think you sold me on that. I like that. Come on Hot out. Tub, let's go guys. Just, just everybody just come on out. Just, just come on out. Not well, actually not everybody. You too. Just come on out. Come on out. <laughs> not everybody. No, not everybody. What's up? It's Didi here. It's the brunch breakdown. Chris, Dan, there in Pittsburgh. I'm out here in Los Angeles and it is the Christmas episode. We've got a lot to get to today. We've got Christmas brunch court. We've got an awesome Christmas pick two that we are going to get to today going with some of your, some of our favorite Christmas movies. And we're going to be talking about this new home suite home alone which i can't wait to find out how you guys felt about this one all right uh but before we get started guys let's uh do what we always do tell dan to run off everything that we talk everywhere you can find the brunch breakdown and me and chris are going to go to sleep we'll be back that's true that's i thought i was surprised you're going there i thought we were going straight to bruce day but i appreciate you always remembering yes where can you listen to the brunch breakdown Everywhere that your presents are unwrapped under the tree this year. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, everywhere. Every Thursday morning, hit subscribe, hit follow. Those episodes will come to you. Leave us the rating. Spotify is, all, you know, you've got that on iTunes that you can leave ratings. We appreciate when you leave ratings. Spotify is introducing podcast ratings uh, rolling out in the next couple of days. So we would greatly, greatly appreciate it if we could get your feedback with a simple five-star rating on Spotify as well. Uh, full video episodes also available every Thursday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. They premiere on our YouTube and our Facebook pages and available on demand anytime you want to watch. We got plenty of fun graphics to show you today. So make sure you get to YouTube and Facebook to check those out. And of course, we're everywhere on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Triller, TikTok, at Brunch Breakdown, find us there. And of course, the sounds of brunch, playlist available on Spotify exclusively every Friday. We get a nice little holiday edition of that for you this week. So check that out on a Friday. Just search Sounds of Brunch on Spotify. Beautiful. Well, Chris, get us started. It is Brews Day. Let's go. Christmas uh, Brews Day. Nice Christ sweater. That's right. Christmas Brews Day. Uh, I'm wearing my pit Christmas sweater uh, because Dan and I actually have the exact same Christmas sweater that he is wearing, Mary and Dwight. Uh, and so I didn't want to 
we were saying before we started recording, like we didn't want to have a fashion faux pas here on the episode. No, That's of course not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the three guys that have worked in mostly sweatpants over the last year don't want to have a fashion faux pas here. Okay. <laughs> Brews day, uh, Christmas edition. I am from my favorite brewery, brewery of the year, Ray's grain brewing. I have their Christmas God, these beer, cans open so nice, which is called Santa's sack. Let's go. That's what I'm drinking today. <laughs> uh, I had one of these uh, over the past weekend because I wanted to give it a little try before I had it on the show. And it's, man, the, the taste of this is interesting. And, and like a lot of times people say interesting because it's like maybe bad. It's not maybe bad, but like I'm still trying to process this beer. You get a lot of nutmeg. You get a lot of cinnamon. It's very clearly spiced, but then there's this weird, like, like, <laughs> this is going to sound really weird. It's like, do you know when you breathe out a shot of Jägermeister? Like there's a hint of that. And oh, no. as I sipped on this beer last weekend, I had a lot of flashbacks to like nights out that I should have never had, which was, you know, entertaining um it's an interesting beer i have never had a christmas ale that tasted quite like this uh, i do enjoy it though so i'll be sipping on <laughs> santa's sack during this episode here we go mm. Mm. that's not an aftertaste that i know there, yeah. there's never one shot of jaeger that i like enjoyed that was just like the sh- thing that people would just eight shots of Jaeger and I'm one of the eight. I'm like, anybody else? Someone. Am I one of the eight? Yeah. Gross. It's interesting. I'm nervous. All right. Santa sack. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Light it up. Another seltzer, guys. Truly orange, crayon orange sparkler. Here we go. Get your Christmas ready. I've already had this and it's really good, by the way. Just letting you know. It tastes like what you should be drinking as a seltzer on Christmas. And something that could, uh, I don't know, stop your family from talking about COVID or something whenever, you know, that starts happening. Break out the crayon orange sparkler and it is, it's fire, guys. It's just good. So it's, do you this like is the best that? one in the pack. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. Do you like that more than the sangria? Yes. This is the best one in the pack for sure. I like the sangria one for sure. Haven't tried the pomegranate one yet, but I'll probably do that next week on the brunch breakdown. Why just spread these things out? But this okay. one, is really good. Like I would, I want a whole pack of this. I said that last week, but I actually, I really want a whole pack of this one. So truly, if you're listening, just send me the crayon orange sparkler. Truly. Do they not do that? You you have to get a variety pack. You have to get the variety pack. Yeah, ah. they've got a holiday pack. None of them are separate. So light it up for your holiday. Truly, cheers, boys. I like it. Still waiting on Hostess to send to those caffeinated donuts. Dude. Still waiting on them. So truly, hostess, the race is on. Let's yeah. go. We're waiting. <laughs> um, I went a little different. I didn't necessarily go Christmas ale, winter necessarily, but I want something roasty, you know, dark. It's dark beer season, stout season, porter season, if you will. But there will be plenty of drinking to be had over the next few days and week, really, to get into New Year's. So Let's go with a nice English porter, right? Low, low ABV, low, low ABV to get us through the brunch breakdown here today. So this is from Dancing Gnome, part of their watershed series. And this is called River Otter. Uh, it's an English 
Porter, uh, easy, 4.4% ABV. Um, had, a, had a sip of this already because I knew it could be a little, little complex. And um, there's a lot of roastiness. You get a lot of coffee. And it's like a bitter baker's chocolate at the end. You kind of get a lot of that. It's not sweet. Uh, by any means, it's a little bit more of a bitter chocolate, but it's a nice, it's a nice balance, uh, kind of giving you that English porter. And yeah, you got your river otters right there with the can art, uh, dancing gnome. They do their thing, man. They have an incredible, incredible new tap room, which I hope to get to very soon, but, um, they're, they're the Kings. They're the Kings. And this river otter is, uh, part of this again, watershed series, which is really, really good. And I'm enjoying this here today before I drink the the heavy stuff this weekend nice 4.4 yeah. see i was what well, you just said you're drinking the heavy stuff i was like oh man look at dan J- getting his about to get his january first on he's like uh-oh got the wedding coming up in a few months gotta cut back can't drink right. chocolate butter milk uh i don't know marshmallow yeah marshmallow oh that's gonna have to that. get cut down january one yeah so getting all the goodies this weekend <laughs> Oh man. All right. Well, boys, cheers. Merry Christmas. Cheers. Happy holidays. All that good stuff. All right. Well, uh, let's get to, uh, get it off our chests. Uh, Dan, get it off your chest. What's up? So I'm going to keep it Christmas theme holiday theme this week. There's plenty of gatherings with family and loved ones and friends happening this week. I guess you could even consider some of this into new year's, as well when you get together with those same groups of people. So I just want to kind of give some advice and point out some Christmas don'ts this year, not donuts, Christmas don'ts, a couple of things not to do to make it the most enjoyable time of the year for everybody. Uh, First things first, coming right out of Brews Day, don't get drunk. That's not what this holiday is for. Okay. You can enjoy, but this isn't a drunk holiday. That's next week okay just save it for next week you want to do that thanksgiving too that's all fine there are plenty of drinking holidays throughout the year christmas eve christmas just it's just not one of them just take it easy and enjoy throughout the day okay uh don't get mad don't argue with people you know don't worry about trying to see everybody all at once and who brought what food and what i have to do and just like just don't get mad on Christmas around this, just don't, don't waste your energy on that. Okay. No, no negativity, no arguing one freaking day, people, one freaking day. We can do this. Remember last year where we like, couldn't see each other whatsoever. We were all, everybody's going to change, right? We were all going to, we missed everybody. We were going to talk more often and do all these things. No, we're right back in the arguing lane. And it's like last year never even happened. That little perspective, just some things to point out. Um, don't ruin the fun. Don't be lame. Okay. Let people enjoy their bad music and Mariah Carey 15 times on Christmas day. Uh, let people enjoy the bad movies. Uh, we're getting into movies here in a little bit, but there is one movie that plays 24 hours on Christmas. Some people hate it. Let the people that want to enjoy it, enjoy it. Um, Santa is real. Don't ruin that. Okay. Don't ruin the fun for anybody. Uh, don't talk politics. I don't need to explain why. Just don't do it. Take a day off from that, okay? Don't complain. Don't bitch. That's not what this day is about. Enjoy it. Uh, Chris, earmuffs. 
Don't worry about what you eat. I know you actually probably kind of support that. Take a day, have a freaking cookie. Okay. Avoid the fruitcake. <laughs> Thank you. You know, take a day. You've, you've, you've earned it to relax and not have to think about that. Think about that every other day. If you want, take a break on Thanksgiving, take a break on Christmas um, and just enjoy. Uh, and remember Christmas is not just for kids. Important to remember that it's for people of all ages. So enjoy yourself out with the negativity and just have a little fun this weekend. Dan, run those first two points back just real quick. Like number one, and number two, don't get drunk and don't get mad or argue. You just eliminated like 90% of people's Christmases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because those two are com- trying. <laughs> those two are, they, they're very closely connected. This is a holiday about yes. family. Those two are family. Okay. Because people get mad and then the people that are mad cause the other people to drink or people drink and then they get mad it's yeah, that's a tough, that's a tough one. The, are those, you're are both it's very a, tough to a, avoid. You're correct. It's a big ask. <laughs> just trying to, just trying to get people to think that way in advance. So maybe like when they're going through it, there's a reason to get mad. You just stop and you say, not today, not today. I'm here for Santa. So Love it. <laughs> we need to get like bracelets about like, it says like, right. what would Dan, what, what would, Dan what would Santa do? do? What would Dan do? <laughs> and would then Dan it's do? like, <laughs> Damn, damn would let this argument pass on Christmas Day. Everybody should yes, wear that. Let it pass Christmas. on Christmas. Just need ankle bracelets that Dan just, you know, just goes off once you just start thinking about, you know, like, uh-oh. They said yeah. something about the vaccine. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, oh. Nope. Let it go. Let it go. Nope. Dan's giving me the signal. It's the Dan signal. We don't need it. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, um, I will go. Um, I just want to say. This Christmas, everyone, like, goes to kind of what Dan was saying, but just be a good human, you know? Like, if someone wants to wear a mask at the dinner table, you know, only take it off when they're eating, let them. If somebody, you know, doesn't want to have the vaccine and you don't like it, then don't have them come to your house. No need to fight. No need to argue. No need to yell. You can be around the people that you want to be around. And you have an excuse. Those family members don't have to come to your house this year. They didn't have to last year. They don't have to this year. Guys, just be good humans. That's all. No need to argue because kids are watching. And as Dan was talking about, Christmas is for everyone. But a lot of it does have to do with kids and them enjoying it. And you don't want them to just remember when they were like seven years old. And they're remembering this Christmas. And it's whenever everybody just fought about a bunch of dumb stuff. Just... Be good humans and remember your kids are watching your grandkids are watching no need to argue about this dumb this that's not dumb but it's just no need to get in all these same arguments we've been doing for two years it's exhausting it really is so if you're going to be with your family just be good people that's all yeah that makes me want to add to what you just said Didi. and it's like try to say something new this christmas You know, like we've just been saying yeah. the same shit for two years. Like, think of something new that you could say. And let's talk about that. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, for sure. And no, you're, you made a good point there, too, with like how the impact, how it impacts younger kids, if even if they're not involved with it. You know, I know people that don't necessarily enjoy this time of year because of, you know, that implication of what it used to mean. And there was 
arguing and fighting and stupid stuff. And, you know, I want to go here and do this. And then like, let's let everybody enjoy it, including yourself. Yeah. Try something new, bring up a new topic, bring up those, those, no, don't bring up those table card things. So sometimes that starts an argument. So <laughs> new topic game. How about you talk about the brunch breakdown? Favorite, favorite episodes of the year. There you go. Throw it around the table. It's perfect. It and oh, yeah. that would be a, that would be a lively debate because there have been so many good ones. Very exactly. True. I could take it the whole night. All of a sudden, boom, day's over. Wow. What a day. What a day it's been. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris, get it off your chest, man. Okay, so I think we have a responsibility here at the Brunch Breakdown that we have filled in the past and we need to fill it again. I want to talk about something that's not right, okay? Uh, we, in the past, made some very specific ground rules about who should cover songs uh, and how they should be covered. And I think we need to revisit that debate for Christmas music because my wife has been putting on tons of different, like, holiday Spotify playlists and stuff like that. And I love Christmas music. I really do. I really, really do. It helps set the mood. Didi was talking about weather. Like the, the music also helps you get and feel in the season, but like I, there's just too much of it, that too much of it's coming out and we're all saying the same thing. And I remember when we talked about cover songs and we said like you, okay, you want to cover this song make a good case for yourself. Like what, what are you going to do that makes this song different? And we have a lot of people going out there covering classic Christmas songs who have no business. We don't need it. The song is a classic because it's a classic. We don't need your version of it. Uh, and then we also have a lot of artists that like know that now we get notifications on Apple music and Spotify that like artists you follow has released a new song. And so they just put a Christmas song out. They just put a Christmas song out to put a Christmas song out. And we're all singing the same things about there's presents under the tree. There's snow outside. Family's coming over. We're going to have a great time. Everybody let go of the problems because it's Christmas, blah, blah, blah. You have to. Okay. So I think I like a song. couple things. <laughs> yeah. A couple things <laughs> I came up with was one, you got to do something different. You have to do something different. You can't just keep covering the same song everybody's covered before. I'm not going to listen to it. And two, you need to say something different. You need to, it has to go beyond like the presence under the tree stuff. I'm sick of it. Like what? who was asking Gwen Stefani to put out a Christmas song this year? No one, but she did. Jimmy Fallon has a Christmas song out and it's about like getting vaccinated. I, who was asking for that? I don't know. Wasn't me. I don't know. Ed Sheeran and uh, Elton John, right? They came out with one, which was pretty good. I actually enjoy it quite a bit. So like we have some examples of the good and bad. And I think, I don't know if you guys have any other ideas. That's some of what I came up with as the songs of the season have been playing in my household this week. I enjoy everything you said. And it's because there are like six Christmas songs. And everybody does the same ones. Like Dan's boy, Ty Virtus, who I hate, has put out a version of This Christmas, which is my favorite Christmas song. And I think that's why it ended up just like showing up on a playlist of just like random, oh, this is what you should listen to this week. And I think that's why 
because like well my daughter likes the a-ok song which is his and then this christmas is my favorite christmas song and it's terrible it is an awful version of the song it is the worst version of the song like thousand percent there's no one with a worse this christmas version than ty bird is and i'm like you need to there needs to be a christmas council <laughs> if it's led by mariah carey or something it needs yeah. to be somebody okay. that's just like no ty we're not gonna put this out we're gonna okay. save you we're, we're not gonna do this there needs to be somebody on top like that person that says okay we're not gonna let you put this one out i like this a lot the christmas council yeah. mariah carey is on it for sure Insync is on it for sure who else yeah. are we adding to the christmas council like <sighs> ariana grande's got some great ones She's got yeah. some really good. Christmas she does songs. have she's, good ones. She's, she's been able to like, that's the tough part, right? Is writing new Christmas songs that ha- may have staying power. She's been able to do that because most new Christmas songs are also garbage. To your point, Chris, about like saying new things, people aren't saying new things. And even when they do, it's still trash. It's like, I'm not going to listen to this song next year or ever again. Like there's not enough effort put into it either way. And so yeah, Ariana Grande has been one that's been able to to do that. And I think her songs have some staying power. So she's definitely on the council. I love this. I love this. The the Christmas song cover, you know, like, like this is an interesting discussion because there it is. It's the same songs. Some people go too far with it. And some people just m- mess with classics that don't need to be messed with. And stop singing, baby, it's cold outside. It's gross. <laughs> and weird and i don't care how classic it is we need to stop that one that's not one of the six songs <laughs> any submission on the christmas council denied of that song that's that's where it's got to start that's fair i like I, it i feel like ariana grande is similar to mariah carey where her voice is just so good that she could sing anything and make it better than what it already was so there are a few artists out there where it's like they are uniquely yeah. in position to be on the Christmas Council and put out as much Christmas music as they want. Yeah, Part of the tough thing with the, the council too is like most people that should be on it are dead. Yeah, right. right? Like the Bing Crosby, wrote, Nat King Cole. Sang- yes. Yeah. Yes. My girl Brenda Lee, like let's go. Andy Williams, those people should be on the council, no longer around, unfortunately. So you mentioned a couple there. You know, Mariah is 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 the chair of the council, no doubt, but It'd be tough to fill the rest of that board. Well, you just gotta look at people with cra- classic Christmas albums who I guess are still alive. And Michael Bublé, yeah, but yeah, oh, Michael Bublé, Bublé yeah. has to go on there. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? It, there, there can be a solid Christmas council, but yeah, it, but with Ariana Grande, in twenty years, she will be where Mariah Carey is right now. Like Ooh, because because <laughs> you got to think about it. Like Mariah Carey, all of a sudden, just like woke up one morning in like twenty eleven and was like, "All right, I'm the queen of Christmas." <laughs> And it's because she had like 25 years of being Mariah Carey and people listen to this song. And I think those Ariana Grande songs like Santa Tell Me and some of those other ones that she's got, they're so good. Mm -hmm. And when those kids who grew up listening to Ariana Grande after 25 years, they will be in charge of all the radio stations and whatever, however we, you know, do content in that time. And then she will be she'll wake up one morning and be like, I'm the queen of Christmas. And Santa Tell Me will be the song that everyone plays constantly. And that's just what it will be. But yeah, Christmas Council. I think we just we just figured, see, we're good here, dude. Yeah. This is why we do this podcast. Our response Changing the world for the better. Changing yeah. the world for the better. God, don't what listen to Ty Virtus this Christmas. Don't. <laughs> Jesus. I'll trust you on that. I will. Don't do it. Just tell, don't. Don't do it. 
<laughs> All right. Well, let's get into uh, we'll be talking more about music here in a little bit, but let's get into the main course, guys. We all watched the new Home Alone, Home Sweet Home Alone exclusively on Disney Plus, not in movie theaters. And uh, you guys, I need to know your thoughts on this. Chris, you were the first one, I think, of us to crack this one open. So let us know your thoughts on Home Sweet Home Alone, the epic Home Alone. I think this is the fifth one. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, whenever we review, I guess, specifically movies, because we do that a decent amount here, I always want to preface it by saying it's easy to always say things suck. And I feel like it's almost like trendy to just like something new comes out. Let's find the one thing that we hate about it. And we're just going to talk about that because it gets clicks and retweets and shares and all that shit. Uh, So I acknowledge that with that said, uh, I watched this with my wife who is the biggest fan of Christmas movies of all time. Like how I watch college football, like every day of the year, she watches Christmas movies every day of the year. Those are, that's her thing shockingly early in this movie, like within five or 10 minutes, she was saying, why are we watching this? And I was, I was aghast. I was aghast at that. Um, and I don't know. I think like my overarching thought, I'm sure we'll get into the details of this movie. My overarching thought is just like, after watching it, I'm still asking like, what what about Home Alone and Home Alone 2, which is also very good. Both of those are very good movies. What about those movies weren't good enough that we had to try this again? Like, I say this all the time. Who who was asking for it? And I don't know who's asking who was asking for this other than the production companies who wanted a new Home Alone for little kids to relate to. But... I, I don't know. I think it was fine. Like if somebody wanted to watch it, I would sit there and watch it with them. It wasn't so bad that I wouldn't do that, but nothing about it was like, yeah, this is, this is on my list next year for Christmas. So this movie was what, like an hour and a half quick watch, but I found myself less than halfway through it considering turning it off knowing this can't get much better. <laughs> um, this was, this was bad. This was, this was not good at all. The premise was terrible. Uh, it's way too cheesy. And I, I get how they were trying to do something different than the original home alone. I, I get just repeating that story probably would have even been a bigger failure because you cannot get better than the original. So they tried to be different. And then I tried to always think what you bring up, Chris, is who is this written for? Who is this made for? This is made for kids now. This isn't made for us. So I try to put myself in that head. However, however, the writers of the screenplay, one of them is Mikey Day, who's on Saturday Night Live. And the other guy, they're both not much older than we are. So they grew up with Home Alone the same way we did. 
So I have a feeling if like we were tasked with writing a new home alone, knowing it's for a younger generation, for your kids, for the younger generation now, we wouldn't come up with something this hot of garbage <laughs> to put out. I just I, I didn't I didn't I didn't understand it. There was no need for it. They're just banking off the home alone name, and I just got severely, severely soured and disappointed. Uh, yeah, like, and also like what you were saying, Chris, it's like, we watch these things, I go into them, it's like enough people have said something's bad or whatever. And even when we like talked about the trailer a couple of months ago, it was like, everyone's talking about how bad this is. It's like, we gotta, there's gotta be something here, right? And like, I, you know, I worked with, in kids content and stuff like that. So I've watched a lot of things and I'm like, you know, this just wasn't for me, right? So I can watch things like that. But this, I didn't like it because I didn't feel like it was enough about kids. I like this was like a movie meant for me. These storylines are, this isn't about that kid. It's more about Ellie Kemper and that family yeah. than it is anything else. And it's like, if you're 10, 11, you're like, think about how old like we were when Home Alone, Home Alone 2 came out. So it was like 90, 92 or 93, whatever that was. It's like that stuff. What? losing your house yeah that's a good point that makes no sense that makes sense to me now like you know what i mean like i'm a owner of a house i understand those things now but an eight-year-old kid this wasn't meant for them so i just was like struggling with like who this movie was for like i didn't understand and i didn't find the kid to be i didn't find the kid to be likable either no we're like Macaulay Culkin, you know, jumps off the screen. I know he's a ridiculous example, but like there are other, there are millions of kids movies and the kids are likable. So I don't know where they were going with the casting of this kid. It wasn't like he was charismatic. It wasn't like it, there was nothing. He wasn't even like annoying. Cause sometimes in these kids movies, just like the lead character is just at least annoying. Like this kid was just forgettable. Like I was like, even when he's doing stuff at the end, you know, at the end of the movie and you know, he's got the pool gun and all that stuff. It, he was still just like, not entertaining i just I, I don't know this was a weird casting was weird the, i don't know i did not like this movie at all but i'm with katie like 10 15 minutes and i was like wow i gotta sit through the rest of this and it's only an hour and a half yeah, yeah. so listen maybe kids like it maybe i'm wrong maybe you got a 10 year old or something you're listening right now and they loved it but i am like i don't know who this movie was for because everything to me goes over top of like kids heads i'm glad you made that point about the casting with the kid because it, it like that's such a pivotal role right and it was it was it fell flat they've been better off going with my dude my dude from uh mighty ducks game changers oh yeah uh your boy my Dee. man max Since guess, he's yeah. in hometown he's that's in what the saw he's yeah. coming in something yeah. yeah yeah yes yes he is he would have been great for this because he's hilarious because this kid wasn't even funny and that's what also i felt a struggle with it's in Home Alone, Home Alone 2, you're like naturally rooting against the wet bandits because they're bad guys, right? And as a kid, you see them as bad guys. So when they get hurt, it's funny. When you see people <laughs> that are trying to get their life back together <laughs> get hurt, it's not funny. <laughs> I'm not rooting against them. There's no reason. So like, even as, like, I don't think kids, even kids, they probably don't comprehend that. And I don't know if they still would find it funny some of the, you know, pain that they went through. Cause at the end of the day, then they're all like hugging it out. I'm like, what, what are we doing here? I don't get this. So that was a, that was a huge miss for me. Yeah. I don't know. Like the fact that it was 
two the 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 two i guess criminals they, they weren't criminals though in this movie it was just the the chick and the guy uh were like since they weren't the wet bandits why wouldn't they just before they even went to the house just call the police and be like we think this kid stole from us like the wet bandits obviously wouldn't call the police because they're wanted men these two people are just like average people living at their house. They've never done anything wrong. Call the cops. Like the movie's over. Correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong. When they don't establish anyone well in this movie, yeah. it's like all of a sudden the family's in Tokyo and you don't even know. The kid goes to sleep in the car. I'm like, wait, hold on. How? Oh, they're gone? I, I, I was it, you. There, there's no character. You don't establish anything. Like when we meet the wet bandits in the first home alone, aren't they already knocking off like three houses when we meet them? Like they're already turning yeah. on the water in the other house. It's like, we know who they are. We, they've been established. We got it. And with them, it was like, I don't know what's going on. We do this whole real estate scene with Keenan. Like we do this whole thing. And like, I, I don't know. This was a weird one. I, man. By the way, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Keenan. Thank goodness for Keenan because if it wasn't for him in the first third of the movie, I would have turned it off because he was the best character by far. Part of me thought he stole the doll in the end. By the way, I really thought about, it's going to be the real estate agent. It's going to be Keenan. Um, so I was kind of hoping for that, but thank thank goodness for him. But yeah, they didn't establish anybody. Like at the at the end of the at the end of the movie, in the last scene, we were all sitting around the dinner table. Shannon's like, wait, is that the dad sitting at the end of the table? Oh, and I'm like, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. And they like barely recognize this guy. They he's barely on there. And she's like, also, why is he sitting at the complete other end of the table and not near his family? She's like, who are these people? They didn't, they didn't do a good job. Um, it was way, and one thing that stuck out to me that I also didn't appreciate. It was way too easy for the mom to get on a flight back home. Okay, yeah. if you would remember what Mrs. McAllister went through, um, she didn't land in different cities and end up in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and have to, you know, barter her earrings with an old lady to trade up her seat and ride on a van in a van with a polka band on the way back to her house. No, she just took the next flight and what she had some like weird guy sitting next to her for 10 hours. What a what a struggle. What a real struggle. Like, come on, give me. Give me a little bit more of, of a level of difficulty for her to get back home. And by the way, it just came to me because you were talking about why didn't you, why didn't they just call the cops and say, Hey, this kid stole something from me. We talk about this all the time, right? In older movies and how technology has changed where you can't, you can't have those same plots anymore. Like cell phones have changed lives too much where you can't, you can't do that. You're telling me at this big ass house. These rich ass people, they don't have a ring doorbell and they'd have seen those some bitches trying to come up and open their door a couple of times. Boom. Get movies over. Movies over if you're trying to break into somebody's house like that because everybody's got a ring doorbell that owns a house like that nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. It really bothered me at the end that they were sitting at the table with the kid and the mom whose house they caused like $100,000 worth of damage. Like, they just like shrugged it off. Like it was like, oh yeah, we're friends. It's fine. I get, I, I understand why you broke into our house. What? Yeah. 
you like technically tried to kill our kid, but then you kept him safe at the end. So we're cool. Let's hang out and spend every Christmas together. I didn't like friends that. now. I didn't, yeah. I didn't need that. It was like one year later and we're like, wait, you guys are, and that's it. And you guys are just hanging out together. What do we, I, I don't know, man. Um, you mentioned Keenan. Is there anyone who has consistently made you happy every time you've seen him? <laughs> no. More than Keenan. We're talking 25 years of Keenan Thompson in our lives. Like a ridiculous amount of times. Like think about the people who you enjoy the most. And I can only think of like Will Smith is probably the only person who I can say with Keenan that like for the majority of my life, every time I see them, I know good times are happening. It's like when, you know, that friend shows up at the party or that person shows up at the family reunion or something, you're like super excited to see them. It's like, it's like Will Smith and Keenan, only people. Like I'm a huge Kanye West fan. Kanye does not make me happy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but Keenan, every single time I see him, it's just like lights up the room. I love that guy. Dude, you're absolutely right. I can't, I couldn't agree with you more. And like even stupid stuff like commercials. Yeah. I enjoy the commercials that he's in. Uh, we're talking from all that to Keenan and Kel to good, like to everything all the way through Saturday Night Live to the roles like this. Keenan puts a smile on the face, but on a face, he's just, I, like I said, thank goodness for Keenan in this movie and everything else he's on. This is why we need him in my Ducks Game Changers to come back and be the coach, like we talked about. <laughs> Dreaming. I hope so. <laughs> Is there anything you guys liked about this movie? Um, like I thought, even though like the acting was just like over the top cheesy, I guess like I, you know, they did do creative things. Like it wasn't all of the same pranks that they did on the wet bandits to injure those guys. Like there was a lot of kind of creative stuff they did, which I thought was funny. Like, them like ending up in the pool when they didn't know they were in a pool or like they walked into, they, they went to all this to like break in the back and they ended up in the neighbor's house. Like I thought that was pretty funny. Um, so there were, I mean, the, the movie wasn't without, you know, moments where, you know, it made you giggle or something like that, which is why, like if somebody wanted, if I, if a family or friend really wanted to watch it because they loved it, like I would sit there and watch it. Um, so it, it was, I don't think the whole movie was just, you know, worthless there were some points in it that i thought were uh, you know entertaining i appreciated the callbacks to the original some subliminal some not so uh there was a scene i think early on where they're sitting around watching christmas movies and the one guy says like oh man why do they always remake these you know the originals are so good i don't know why would they remake movies and make them so terrible i i appreciated that call out right away um there were some other lines that were very similar or almost exact to the original home alone you have some things with the kid ending up at a church and some other things that were kind of more subliminal callbacks to the original so though that i did enjoy you know making those connections to the original home alone and not just forgetting that those you know were the reason that this movie was made yeah the vr got the vr glasses thing like that shit made me laugh like hard. <laughs> like that was really funny. I was like, but the thing was, it took so long. I was like, oh my God, finally something that I'm like, all right, 
this couldn't have happened in 1991 or whatever. And they did it. And it's just hilarious. Like he actually got hurt. I felt like every scene that anything happens to, to Ellie Kemper, you can tell that it didn't happen. And I think one of the cool things about, I guess, you know, movies in the nineties before it's like, this shit looks like it, it looks like they actually got hurt knowing that they didn't get hurt. You see them step on a nail you feel I don't know it's like you can feel that stuff but now that stuff is like it, you, you can tell that no one actually got hurt in this but that scene that looked like somebody actually got hit by something and it just made I'm, me happy that's a great point there were some visual things in there that you could tell the the CGI work was not top dollar and it's like come on the wet bandits would be you know diving off of three-story buildings if they could do you know show what it takes to be criminals in a movie like this. And there were just some that were like, come on, we get some people. Let's still employ the stun people, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pool ball gun. I liked a lot too. I liked the pool ball gun. I thought that was fun. Um, uh, the Nerf gun with the thumbtacks on it. I didn't know they were thumbtacks at first until she pulled one out. And I, I, I was like, this is too far. I don't, I don't want this. This is too much. Yeah. Go back to getting a tarantula. This is too much. Oh my gosh. Um, any, uh, I don't know, any other, any other thoughts for this movie before we put this one to bed? And I don't think people are going to come to your house and want to watch it, Chris. Which is great. I do have <laughs> Disney plus, but like, I would prefer not to, um, no, I don't know. It's going to be another one of those movies that like, when you go on Disney plus next Christmas time holiday season it's going to be in one of the recommended things so it's probably going to continue to get people watching it because parents want their kids to be distracted and stuff but it's here's a question last question was we wrap up this topic and move to the next one next year one holiday movie you got to repeat halloween town or home sweet home alone which one (laughs) oh boy (laughs) The face that TD just made. <laughs> Shook. Wow. Halloween oh Town or Home, home Sweet Home Alone. Got to watch one again next year. I I don't even know. <laughs> I'd rather take my chances falling backwards off my roof like that kid in Home Sweet Home Alone. <laughs> if there's a trampoline there, there is. Maybe there isn't. I don't know. I'm going to try my chances before I watch one of those. <sighs> we gotta review a good movie next we gotta get back to like movies <laughs> i don't know we gotta it, it's it it feels like it's been three years since we reviewed goodfellas it really does it feels that way yeah <laughs> it really does um God. if i if i had to pick one of those i i'd maybe lean halloween town but that also might be recency bias i might need a little bit more time to let that breathe before i make that decision but i'm glad that was tougher on both of you. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. God. See, when we first started doing, when we first started reviewing movies, I said Die Hard 2 next, and you guys all said no. They're like, you guys might be going back on that. Die yeah. Hard 2, coming up next month on The Brunch Breakdown. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into um Christmas movies that we actually like, guys. There we um, go. <laughs> classic Christmas Christmas movies. We've got their main characters, and we are going to pick our two favorites here on the Brunch Breakdown. Chris is going to throw up a graphic at some point, 
I think he's going to do it and we'll see what happens. And we have a lot of great characters here on this and um, from a bunch of great movies. Dan, go through them. Chris, go through them. Everyone go through them. Yeah, so uh, we've got 12 movies here to choose from and we're only picking two. Um, I think we've got mostly great movies here. I don't think there's a lot of just complete garbage in here. So uh, we've got Christmas Vacation, Polar Express, Elf, Miracle on 34th Street, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, A Christmas Story, Home Alone. Uh, the Grinch in the photo pictured here is uh, Jim Carrey, so we're going to assume it's the Jim Carrey version of The Grinch now that there's like five. Uh, the Santa Claus, the OG with Tim Allen. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Yes, Die Hard, <laughs> the Christmas movie on here, of course, and a Charlie Brown Christmas to round off the... 12 movies that we get to pick from here. And we're picking two. Picking two. This is tough. This is, this is, ah, man, this feels like maybe the toughest pick two we've ever done. Well, then I will go. It is not tough for me, guys. This is not tough. Clark W. Griswold, number one, Kevin McAllister, number two. And that that is that is it here. Like it's I, really close to um, It's a Wonderful Life, Dad. He's puts on one of the best performances of all time. That guy's hysterical in that movie. I know a lot of people find that movie to be sad, but I find when he goes off in some of those scenes, they're hilarious. So shouts to that guy. But Kevin McAllister. Clark W. Griswold. Those are my two. We're, we're, we're done here. And if any of you guys pick Polar Express, I'm getting off this podcast. I'm done. No, I just tried watching that last night for the first time. And like, is that supposed to be for kids? Yeah. That is a like a horrifying movie for children. I turned it oh, off I halfway through. I did not like it at all. It was... Th- I, I don't... <laughs> Am I the only one that likes that movie? Yes. It's terrible. That movie but, is terrible. Dude, it's awful. It is absolutely why? awful. Tom Hanks like is plays every role in that movie, basically. Maybe that's why. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's long. I'll say that. It's long. But yeah, I like I don't it. Know. It spices I- up, it spices it up a little bit. It makes it a little bit more interesting than the book. There's a little bit more danger. Give me a little danger. Let's you go. It's not just a book. free ride. You got to earn your ride. Let's go, Tinny. Why is this kid skiing on top of a train with a hobo? Like, this is not <laughs> appropriate. I don't know. Not a fan. I like it. It's not one of my, it's not one of my picks, but I, uh, I like it. Um, for me, I, I got this is tough. This is tough, but I ultimately have to side with Didi. Um, Christmas Vacation and Home Alone are the two movies on here that I watch multiple times every Christmas season. And it's the only two I can say that consistently for than any other one of these movies. Um, I'm in the minority but I think Elf is terrible. Um, so that, not even on the board. 
for me. Uh, a Christmas Story, I do like. I do like it, but it's on one day a year. Basically, it runs for those 24 hours, and that's it. So that's close. Um, but I think that, that takes out the, you know, even idea that I would watch it more than once. Now, Home Alone's on every freaking night on Freeform, and I don't really care. I still watch it. Uh, Home Alone, Home Alone 2, go back and forth. Um, but those are the two, again, that I laugh at every single time, no matter how many times I've seen them. And once they're on the dial and I pass it, I go to that movie. I don't think about it. I just, I go there and those are the two. That's why I got to go with those two. So those two and Elf and the Santa Claus are like the four that I have been struggling to choose from. And luckily for debate's sake, the two that I landed on are not the same two that you two picked. Though I will say, Dan and Dee, I do watch Home Alone and Christmas Vacation, like you said, multiple times every holiday season. Um, Elf is one for me. Like Dan, how you said, like you watch him, no matter how many times you watch him, you laugh. No matter how many times I watch Elf, there are certain parts of it that make me laugh. And I think the Santa Claus one very be very clear here number the first one with tim allen is maybe the most underrated christmas movie of all time like oh there was something there was something awesome about his character in the first one where he was he was this guy who was a dad and he like stumbled his way into this Santa thing, but they also like carried over some of his home improvement personality, you know, Oh, 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 and all that type of stuff. Like they brought that into his character because at that point in time, everybody knew him. Like, and that's where I think most people got to know him as an actor. And I just think like his character was perfect. And then they went into two and three and his character got worse and worse and worse. The, the, those movies were terrible. Um, but I, I, I love that movie. I think that movie is uh, like perfection for Christmas movies. So those are the two that I ended up picking. Dude, I agree with you on that. The Santa Claus one is, is one of my absolute favorite Christmas movies. It, the, because if Santa Claus were to be real, that is the way Santa Claus happens. That's how I felt <laughs> watching that movie. That's how I still feel watching that movie. I'm like, if Santa Claus is a real person, this is exactly how it happens. And they go step by step by step. And it's so, it's so well done. That's the thing. That's where like the second and third movies are just dumb. Cause he's already Santa Claus. And it's just like, they just add on to the vice Santa Claus and it's stupid. But it's like that first one, his transition into Santa Claus, the step by step and how he gets bigger and how people are like, what the fuck? Why are you doing this? And, he tries <laughs> to shave. and it's like when he tries to shave and the hair just grows back. And it's like all that stuff right there. That's just so well done in this movie. It's, I love the Santa Claus. So like, I, I can't hate on that elf. I absolutely hate, but I hate Will Ferrell. So there's no really, there's, there's really no Will Ferrell movie that I really enjoy. So yeah, but, uh, but Santa Claus, I'm with you on that. I, I love the Santa Claus. Might as well be Paul Rudd in elf, but I uh, know I agree too. Uh, the, the OG Santa, but I think that's why so many, so it's so it's forgettable. Like when you think about it, I'm like, yeah, it's top four or five Christmas movies for me but they play that second and third one on TV all the time. They don't play the original one. And it did, it kind of ruined the first one. I don't know if there's a crisp, a series of Christmas movies where they got progressively worse 
as the sequels came out and then make a third one like what like like home alone was getting better and then they came out with a third one and it just fell off the cliff completely but with the santa claus they had such a great movie in the first one i think it is i think it might be the most underappreciated christmas movie and how great it is it was a great story great premise uh the casting was perfect and um yeah i think that's the problem with it is those second and third ones i'm just so sour on and that's what for some reason they continue to play the most that's interesting dan because like that makes me think about uh what you said about the second and third ones like home alone i think home alone the reason it's so good and why why people hold it in such high regard is probably because like they continued the story into home alone too. And it was just as good. Right. Yeah. So then that like made you feel more connected to the first one. Cause you loved the second one too. And I think of other like movie series of three, it comes to mind is the mighty ducks ones. Everyone hates the third one. That one was terrible, but most people love one and two. And since people love one and two and they kind of built on each other, when you talk about that, like everybody says like, Oh yeah, Mighty Ducks was great. I love those movies growing up. Um, they don't say like, yeah, the third, they don't focus on the third one because it was terrible. But with the Santa Claus, man, should have hit the brakes. <laughs> should have stopped because I, I don't even understand what, like what drugs they were on when they wrote those scripts for the second and third ones. There's some weird shit going on. Yeah those uh, yeah you gotta stop at one i always say that i even think tv shows should do that sometimes i'm just like no this first season was so good i don't need a second one i don't need it because i don't know where you guys are gonna go it's just gonna be terrible people are gonna go to space it's gonna be awful and you know i think having a good sequel is really important i never thought about it that way when it comes to these movies because with like what we were saying with home sweet home alone the thing that makes home alone so great is that first one it's like you have this badass kid and then how do we make this badass kid cooler? And that's honestly, I feel like that was the whole thing with the second one it was like, how can we make Kevin McAllister cooler? All right, let's give him this freaking walkie talkie radio thing. Let's put him in the biggest city in the world. Let's freaking just do all this shit and just make him cooler and like put him in a hotel. He gets room service. He does all this shit that every kid wants to do. Like, ah, man, this see, talking about home alone just now makes me hate home sweet home alone more. Because <laughs> nothing that kid was doing was cool. I, it's just like everything mm -hmm. Kevin McAllister was doing. I still want to go to a penthouse suite and freaking order all the room service on somebody else's credit card. Like, I want to do that now. <laughs> no, Herbert and Hoover stayed on this floor once. The vacuum guy? No, the uh, president. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to the plaza and ask that. I want to do it. Dude, there you go. Dude, I just watched it again last night and I was like, holy shit, the president of the United States just gave Macaulay Culkin directions to the front desk. You know, Donald Trump's in that movie. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Also, true. Rob Schneider's finest performance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, dude. Wow. <laughs> uh, well, I can't wait to watch Christmas Vacation. So I've I haven't watched it yet this season. So I have to get on it. Gotta get on it. Yeah, let's go. I've already got it twice. Um, at least a third this week. Oh man, it's a problem. Whenever all I can watch on my TV when my daughter's awake is Big City Big Dreams, the new Barbie movie on Netflix. It is something. It's an hour of, whew, it's it's thrilling. Uh, yeah. So Chris, sounds like Home Alone too. 
Chris, into your future. Just letting you know. <laughs> you might want to get another TV. Um, <laughs> Dan, let's go into uh, Brunch Court. Let's go. What we got? Yes, boys. The return of Brunch Court. We've got a special holiday edition. Some of these have been holding on to for a little while for this particular occasion. Um, so let's get it going. First one up. We already covered the truly holiday pack a couple of weeks ago, right? And Didi, you've had a couple of them here on Bruise Day. Let's keep it in that same category. And this is a hard latte or hard coffee variety pack from the good people at Rebel. Um, now, this has been out for a little while. And again, this is a hard coffee. So we've talked about the what the PBR hard coffee and how frankly incredible it is. So this is kind of in that same vein, um, but these are hard coffee drinks. Again, they're called the hard latte variety pack. The four flavors here are peppermint mocha, eggnog, marshmallow mocha, and cinnamon sugar cookie. Again, a 5% ABV little different from the truly pack going with hard coffee boys. What do you think? I've never heard of this. Neither have I. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I've always thought, well, see, this is an interesting conversation because I have opinions, but as somebody who also drank for loco a lot, like back in the day, <laughs> I feel like a hypocrite, but just like at my, I guess at my age of 34, I think I don't like mixing my uppers and my downers. You know what I mean? I don't like, I, I, what am I going to drink? When am I going to drink this? You're not going to have a hard peppermint mocha latte before you go out at night. That's weird, but you're not going to wake up and do it. Cause like I got shit to do. Like, what am I going to, when am I going to drink this? I don't know. It just seems, seems, uh, I guess if you're like away on a brunch? holiday vacation with your family and you crack them open because you're relaxing all day, maybe, maybe it's like, as a having a 16 month old, it's hard for me to wrap my mind away around when I would actually drink this. Uh, okay. So I just looked this up. So there are 45 milligrams of caffeine in the average rebel uh, hard coffee. How much caffeine is that? That's right along like a a regular cup of coffee would get you like between 50 and 75. So it's like on the lower end of a cup of coffee. Okay. Hmm. Like a monster energy drink typically has... 200 to 300 milligrams of caffeine. So much, much, much less than that. So yeah. So I see this as like a, a winter brunch beverage good for, you know, Christmas day brunch or a little recovery, uh, new year's day. Uh, you gotta get, you know, get your juices going because Christmas day it's on a weekend this year. We got football to watch. You got things to do parties to go to. Maybe that's when I also like how this is an eight pack, two of each, not four, not three, two of each is an eight pack. So I like it. I like it. Now, (laughs) 
when we were first introduced to PBR hard coffee, I thought this was like a horrendous, horrendous idea. And then I had one. Yeah. And it was delicious. It was really good. So like that alone changes my opinion here and thinking like, yeah, you know what? Some of these flavors, I think I'd like all these flavors, even the eggnog. I think I could get down with because I like eggnog. Now we egg, this is an eggnog seltzer, so it's not disgusting. Yeah. Uh, but I think I could get down with these flavors too and try them again. Not too much caffeine balanced. Looks like a reasonable size can 5% ABV too. I do. I think I'd be down. You're right, Chris. It's kind of selective when you can have it, but right time, right place. Cracker Rebel, baby. Yeah, I want this thing. I'm going to, I got to find it. I'm going to find it. Marshmallow <laughs> Mocha, I got to try. I got to try. I got yeah, to try one. this. Um, yeah, I'm all in. I'm, I'm in for this. Interested to see what it tastes like and all that. But yeah, I think this is a, um, I don't, this is a, this is definitely to drink in the morning. I don't know if I'm, I'm not drinking this at night, but I'd drink this in the afternoon. So I ain't got nothing yeah. to do. I'm not going anywhere. I got somebody to watch the kids crack this open. Why not? Especially see, especially here. Cause like, Hey man, the Outback bowl starts at like 8 AM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's actually not bad to drink if you're up watching, you know, these, and especially on the West coast, these early morning bowl games that we've got that'll you know start popping off here in uh, the next few days so yeah yeah that's another that's a good one like any of these noon 3 30 kickoff bowl games if you're there you're in a more than likely not on all of them you're you're more than likely can be in a warm weather climate if you're tailgating tis the season this could work now up in the northeast where you know we're not in november we're probably not cracking this open necessarily <laughs> in november you could for an early noon kickoff but there's an opportunity there. But again, I this changes if it wasn't for the PBR coffee, that changed my opinion. Otherwise, I would think this is like absolutely ludicrous and crazy, but that's got me that's got me signed up for it. Yeah, you guys convinced me. I think I'm for it. I like I'm not for it for me, but I'm for it for everybody else because it's a good like that I remember having that PBR uh and that was shockingly good. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm for this. Okay, there we go. Three uh, surprisingly three approvals across the board for that one. I that was a shock to me. Um, so interesting there. Okay, next one up. I don't think we're gonna get quite the same results. We've shared our opinions of eggnog on this podcast before, but this is a limited edition flavored eggnog that came out this year. Shamrock Farms, and this is a pecan pie flavored. Eggnog. I'm going to cut you off just so you can continue. I'm going to cut you (laughs) off real quick. Absolutely not. Pecan pie is the worst pie in the world and eggnog is disgusting. All right, continue. You guys discuss amongst yourself. Wow. No, we really, we don't need much more than that, Didi, uh, because I'm, I'm, I'm out. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll just talk to myself then. Um, So there's a lot of varieties of eggnog and I've had a lot of them before. Chocolate eggnog is stunningly delicious. Uh, I like pecan pie i don't love it it needs it needs some supplement with it like it's only good with ice cream just on its own no thanks i'm down for this man i'm down for this i'm down for eggnog and pecan pie all in one i think that would be a nice balance 
of flavors. I'm not stunned. I, I mean, how quickly you were against it maybe was a little surprising, but <laughs> made it very clear that you're both against it. And I'm, I accept that. I accept that. You can't pick two, like two things that I hate more in one package. I, I just hate them. I had to cut it off. I was like, I can't, I can't even entertain this as an idea of something I'm going to try. Wow. Okay. All right. Well then let's move on. (laughs) Uh, Now I know we're going to, I know you're not going, especially you, Didi, you are not going to share that very opinion with our last item in brunch court today. This is a Daniel Dudley special. We've talked to little Debbie cakes countless times on this podcast, right? The Christmas tree cakes, how those are at the top of the chain there. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time this year, they have introduced little Debbie Christmas tree cake ice cream. That's right. Little Debbie Christmas tree cakes ice cream. This is vanilla ice cream with golden cake pieces, green sprinkles, and red icing swirls. Uh, Daniel Dudley, we have to go to you first. Claimed Little Debbie King and Christmas tree cake lover. Do you already have this? I've been trying to find this for three weeks. <laughs> I've literally been calling grocery stores for three weeks trying to find this. They're like, all right, we're getting some in on Tuesday. Gone. Every time they like get some in, gone. I look on the Little Debbie site, tells you where to find it. Gone. I want this so bad, so bad. Like telling you, man, there was this one girl that I really liked, like, I don't know, 12 years ago or something. And I literally was just like trying to see this girl again so bad. That's how I feel about this. I haven't had that feeling in that long. (laughs) Like, I just like, it's like, I'll see her. I, I would like see her friend. I knew like, some mutual people be like, man, like, oh, dang, man. I thought she, like she just like randomly be at this place. I'd sway the friends to go to this bar because I had a feeling that she might be there. That's how I feel about this. <laughs> like, I I want this so bad, <laughs> so bad. There's a Bruno Mars song called "Somewhere in Brooklyn." It talks about a girl that he meets on the subway for one time, and. If you listen to this song and think about Little Debbie Christmas tree cake ice cream, <laughs> you'll know how I feel. Damn, this is a deep cut for Daniel Dudley. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm telling you. Well, this isn't as emotional for me. I just think this looks <laughs> this just looks delicious. And so I'm totally <laughs> here for it. <laughs> I don't, I don't uh I don't have any past relationships that I want to talk about. Um, I never dated a girl named Debbie or anything like that, but little Debbie, I think you knocked it out of the park with this one. Let's go. Yeah. Um, she did. Yeah. Hard to really follow that emotional heartbreaking story <laughs> that Dee Dee shared with us. Uh, thank you for opening your heart and hopefully we can open a pint with you. of hey, this good stuff one hey. day. I hope, I hope you can find your girl. I, <laughs> I hope it happens. I'll get, uh, I'll dial back into grocery connections if I have to, to get my hands on this uh, and deliver it, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. So wingman, grocery man, all in one. Got to approve this. It just sounds amazing. 
Yes, absolutely. There's, I mean, who doesn't? If you don't like this, you hate Christmas. Like, you hate everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> Perfectly said. <laughs> and that was brunch court, boys. <laughs> that was a good brunch court. That was yes. a great brunch. Didi, do you need a minute or can we just keep going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, 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 it's been a struggle, guys. It's been a struggle. That's all. It's been a struggle. I'm trying to find it. Just trying to find Incredible. it. Incredible. Pull it Took together. Back. Man. Pull it together. Yeah. You got it. You, one day, one day, you'll find her. Well, let's get into our favorite Christmas music, guys. Uh, here we go. Let's get a holiday playlist going. We've been talking. We talked about Christmas music earlier. So um, let's get it started. Chris, we got get this Christmas playlist started. Yeah, my first one is going to be uh, from Simple Plan. They have a Christmas song called My Christmas List. And I feel like it's just like a lot of pop punk bands have done what we talked about at the beginning of the episode, right? They've tried to re like redo Christmas songs or make their own, whatever. And like, they're all what a generic that you don't, rem- you don't remember them after you listen to them, but my Christmas list by simple plan, I really like it. I feel like it perfectly encapsulates like being a kid wanting every single present when you wake up and, and run downstairs and look under the tree it's just like that energy of being a little kid and, and loving Christmas. It puts all of that into a nice three minute song. Uh, I, I enjoy listening to it each season. So simple plan, my Christmas list. Thanks. Dan. Very good. Uh, I'm going with a classic to kick things off. One of my favorites of all time and should only, only ever be sung and played by her. Keep the covers at home. Brenda Lee rocking around the Christmas tree. Um, I can't help but smile every time I hear this song because it makes me also think of Home Alone because it has the scene in Home Alone and the original one where Kevin's trying to make it look like they're still home and he's throwing a party and he's walking with the mannequin and stuff like that and what bandits are driving by. That's that song. Brenda Lee does it the best rocking around the Christmas tree. Miley Cyrus's version's better, but mm-hmm. I'll go to what I've, uh, I've got on the playlist. All right, uh, <laughs> Pentatonics Winter Wonderland slash Don't Worry, Be Happy. That is what I call making a song that we've heard a million different times sound different. They mix those two with Don't Worry, Be Happy. And I feel like that is a perfect song to play really loud when your family starts to fight about um, the COVID vaccine or Joe Manchin or Joe Biden or whatever it is. Just start playing that up because it starts with Don't Worry, Be Happy, goes in the winter wonderland, comes back to Don't Worry, Be Happy. It's the perfect song for those Christmas fights. Throw that one in there. Perfect. (laughs) Chris, what do you got next? You're on mute. Hey, guys. Uh, A ska band that I've put on the playlist before called Millington, uh, they redid Little St. Nick. And now I feel like ska bands have a unique advantage of covering songs because, well, they're ska bands. And whoever made the song first, they probably didn't have uh, upbeats on the guitar and like trumpet, trombone, saxophone, brass section, all that good stuff. So I really enjoy it. It's a cover, but it's catchy. Uh, It's upbeat. It's good. Toe tapper, you know what I mean? Something hip, something snappy. Uh, and so I have little St. Nick Millington throw it on the playlist. Very good. Uh, I've got a newer one 
Now, next up, start with the OG, start with an original, but going with uh, 21 Pilots, a song they released last year called Christmas Saves the Year. And, you know, made a whole lot of sense for the year that we were having and the year that we were in. And in a lot of ways, still kind of does uh, for a lot of people and it's still very relatable. And again, it's a different Christmas song, a new Christmas song with different thinking, singing about different stuff, not the pleasance, the sleigh rides, all that stuff, jingle bells. So that part I do uh, appreciate. Um, and it's a good one to listen to every year. So 21 Pilots, Christmas Saves the Year. Going to throw on here Justin Bieber, Drummer Boy featuring Busta Rhymes. Possibly the greatest Christmas song of all time. I'll let you guys be the judge. It's fine. <laughs> Drummer Boy, Justin Bieber, just Busta Rhymes. Fire. There's no reason for Busta Rhymes to go that hard on a Christmas song. Just throwing it out there. Yes, there yeah. is. There, yes, there's a reason. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay, my last one. Nobody needed this song, but it's my girl, Olivia O'Brien. Uh, she put out a song called It's Christmas Time. So let's put it on our playlist. Nobody needs it. You're all going to listen to it and forget it tomorrow, but that's okay. Let's go. My crowning achievement on this podcast is that I made Chris and Olivia O'Brien stand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, if you asked me, don't ask me because I'm going to tell you right now. If you ask me to describe what, why I enjoy her music, I could not begin to tell you. I literally, I honestly could wow. not begin to tell you, but here we are. God, I love it so much. <laughs> That's amazing. I can't wait for her to be number one artist next year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait for be my, that song, but my Spotify rap. Spotify rap. Yeah. She's song. just going to climb. She's just going <laughs> to climb. Um, Last one for me. I I can't decide between these two. So you're you're, you're getting both. Uh, somebody mentioned Elton John. I think Chris. I think I'm about you. Uh, yeah. He wrote a new Christmas song with Ed Sheeran this year. I'm going back to one of his original ones. Uh, Step into Christmas. Uh, always love that song. It's a little bit more unique, a little dancey, whatever. Uh, and Billy Squire. Christmas is the time to say I love you. It's just a it's just a jam, and I don't know. It's just because. You guys know I love a group vocal. And like basically the whole song is that just singing the whole time. And it's like a rock and roll song. Um, and I love it. I, you need a little rock and roll on Christmas. And yeah, when people are arguing, DD, you mentioned a song like that. When you've got the fight starting to break out, throw on some Billy Squire and get people singing along with it. So that's what I got. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, uh, I'm going to put, we talked about the two queens of, we put the queen and the princess of Christmas. Well, they are on a song together. Oh, Santa, Mariah Carey featuring Ariana Grande. I think Jennifer Hudson's on this version too, but regardless, that's the version you want. Not just the Oh, Santa version, which is good, but you want the one with all of them. Letting the playlist creator know this on purpose. But anyways, that song is just great. Newer Christmas song, Oh, Santa, and it's just, it's just a jam. And if you have Apple TV Plus, watch Mariah Carey's Christmas special from last year. It'll warm your heart. It's great. It's just, it's just great. Just when you send me that, just put all-star version and I'll know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Goat version. Yeah, goat version. <laughs> well, I love boys, it. Uh, any final thoughts for uh, before we take out of here on Christmas and then get ready for, uh, for New Year's? Uh... Merry Christmas. I think we probably forgot to add ourselves to the Christmas council, right? So let's just oh, make that clear. Yeah. Oh, We're yeah. on the Christmas yeah. council, right? For sure. We have to be. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you would like to apply, 
you can email us at the brunch breakdown podcast at gmail.com. Is that our email? Yeah. But you I think it's tell just the brunch your... breakdown. The brunch breakdown at gmail.com. Uh, at gmail.com. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, we, we check it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Your three favorite songs got to be. Yeah. Your three favorite Christmas there. songs. And we will reply if we enjoy them. We will send you nothing back if we don't. Oh, yeah. That's the criteria. Like, that's your application. No cover letter, no resume, just your resume or your three songs. Yeah. We have yeah, everything that's we need fair. to know. We look forward to rejecting you. <laughs> Well, boys, happy holidays. Merry Christmas, all of that. And uh, we will see, I'll see you guys next week on the Brunch Breakdown. Sounds good. Later.